بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فإن مع العسر يسرا إن مع العسر يسرا صدق الله العظيم Most respected listeners of Marika Sahaba Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Alhamdulillah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us to witness this month of Ramadan and Alhamdulillah as we are coming now towards the end we feel a sense of elation and joy and happiness there may be a tinge of sadness also knowing that this blessed month is coming to an end. It's mentioned in Hadith Sharif that for the fasting person, there are two occasions of joy and happiness. So one is at the time of Iftar, when we open, when we break our fast. And we can all, by and large, relate to that. We can understand it quite easily because we remain hungry and thirsty without food and water for the whole day, then we know how we look forward towards that delicious food and that refreshing water. What joy and ecstasy don't we feel? What happiness don't we feel at that time? Together with the physical happiness, together with the self feeling happy, the heart and the mind also feels happy, knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through His kindness and His mercy has given us the strength to tolerate, to bear the pangs of hunger and the thirst for His pleasure. And we feel a sense of accomplishment that, Ya Allah, with your tawfiq, with the ability given to us by you, we have managed to fast. So that brings a sense of happiness also um, over the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the bounty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in enabling us to observe the fast. And the other occasion and moment of joy for the fasting person will be at the time when he leaves the world and he is going to meet his Rabb, he's going to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So like the, a person who fasts throughout Ramadan will be happy when the day of Eid comes. So Eid really is a celebration. It is a day of rejoicing over the bounty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of food and drink, over his blessings, and the many other bounties as well, physical and spiritual. So likewise, the person who really brings the essence of fasting into his life Ramadan will have an impact on his life on the rest of the year as well. So uh, it will be easy for this person now to be able to control himself. He'll find it easier to control himself and stay away from what is totally forbidden out of Ramadan. Because in Ramadan, the fasting person stays away from what is not only halal, not only permissible, but even what is a necessity. 
food is a necessity to survive, water is a necessity, it's not a luxury. And a person makes do without this throughout the day for an entire month. So this increases the determination within a person, the courage of a person. And a person is able to then out of Ramadan, apply himself and uh, master up the courage and pluck up the determination to be able to stay away from what is wrong, what is haram. So a person who will, in this way, um, take advantage of the month of Ramadan, of fasting, and acquire the taqwa, this quality of self-restraint, controlling the self, will at the end of his life find that when it is time for him to leave this world, because he passed his life like Ramadan, he will find that when he meets his Rabb, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it will be like a day of Eid. That person will be extremely happy. He will rejoice. And Aisha radiallahu was a bit worried because Nabi alayhi salatu mentioned that a person who looks forward to meeting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah ta'ala also looks forward to meeting that person. So she was worried and she mentioned to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa that we dislike death. So at times, people are different, but many people have a natural aversion for death, a natural disliking for death. Yes, we understand when we look at it from this perspective that death is the bridge which will unite the lover to the beloved. It's a means of us going to the next world and meeting our beloved Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, one day eventually going to Jannah and Paradise. So when we look at it from that perspective, then definitely uh, we, we get happy and hope is created in our hearts. But when we look at it from another dimension, we have to leave behind uh, our possessions of this world, our loved ones, and we do not know uh, what lies in store for us uh, or what we will be feeling like at the time of death. So there is some sort of dislike uh, for death. And when we see apparently like what happens to many people uh, before they leave this world, we have this sort of uh, worry and stress. So Nabi Sallallahu mentioned that that is very true. But a person who tries, a person who is striving, and all of us, alhamdulillah, in whatever capacity uh, we are able to, we are trying to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, slowly, slowly, uh, to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So a person who is trying, and a person um, wants to really please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then when it is time to leave this world, the beautiful malaika, the beautiful angels come with presents and gifts from Jannah, and they give glad tidings to this person. And when a person sees this wonderful scenario of these beautiful angels and the wonderful uh, treasures that they bring and presents, then a person's heart and soul becomes ecstatic. A person becomes extremely happy. And there may be physical difficulty, but the heart and the soul is happy to leave and to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya ayatuan nafsul mutma'inna irji'i ila rabbiki radiyatan mardiyya fadukhuli fi ibadi wadukhuli jannati. So after the hunger and the thirst comes the joy of iftar, the joy of breaking the fast. So a lesson we learn from here is that Eid is for the person who fasted in the month of Ramadan. That person will enjoy iftar who fasted during the day. 
Similarly, that person will really enjoy meeting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He will enjoy a special type of happiness who tried to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this world and tried to live with the quality of taqwa and self-restraint, staying away from inner and outer wrong actions. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it in this world a system that we face different, different types of situations and circumstances, at times favorable and at times apparently unfavorable. When we look at the Anbiya Alim, we see many instances of where even circumstances that were apparently unfavorable, that were not apparently suitable, that seemed to be very difficult, Eventually, those very circumstances, those very things, became the means for them to become happy and joyous. One example is that of Nabi Adam wasalam. He felt sad when shaitan was the means and the cause of him being taken out of Jannah. But you can imagine his joy when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not blame him for the mistake that happened in Jannah. But Allah Ta'ala blamed shaitan. shaitan. Allah Ta'ala lays the blame on shaitan. So the same shaitan that was the cause of him being taken out of Jannah, Allah Ta'ala laid the blame on the same shaitan. The Nabi Ibrahim wasalam, was probably, was naturally a bit worried, being a human being, he may have been a bit grieved upon seeing a huge fire. Though his iman was so strong that he was prepared at any time to submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he was ever ready to meet Allah ta'ala. But as a human being, he must have had some type of natural worry or fear when the fire was there in front of him. But can we imagine the joy and ecstasy he experienced when that same fire became cool and peaceful for him? Kulna ya nab, kuni barda wa salaman ala Ibrahim. The mother of Nabi Musa والسلام, was very grieved. The Quran mentions this when she put her baby, Nabi Musa والسلام, in the river. But we can, we can imagine the joy that she experienced and that the Bani Israel felt when Fir'aun was drowned in the very same river. Nabi Yaqub was grieved when he saw the blood-stained shirt of his son, Nabi Yusuf Though he knew that a wolf had not eaten him, but he felt the grief knowing uh, that his son is somewhere out there and not knowing how he fares, how he is doing. But we can imagine his joy when after so many years, Nabi Yusuf sent his shirt to be passed over the face of Nabi Yaqub and through which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala restored his eyesight. So this is the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that with grief or after grief comes happiness. So we really appreciate things only when we first experience the opposite. For example, if it was always day, we would have taken it for granted. We wouldn't have appreciated the light of the sun and the light that we have. But because we have night, when the day comes, then we appreciate that we're able to see clearly. An easier example for us to relate to 
is a load shedding. We really appreciate our electricity and our comfort when there's load shedding and when we don't have uh, the electricity. Water also, which we take for granted so much. Look at the people in Durban. Ask them the value of water now. Despite living near the ocean and despite such heavy floods, they don't have clean drinking water. So when the bounty is snatched away or when a person experiences the opposite of a bounty, that is when a person really understands and truly appreciates the value of any bounty. So this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings these conditions upon us in, in life. Allah Ta'ala says that definitely I'm going to test you. And these conditions are going to come upon you. You've got to brace yourself for this. That challenges will come throughout your life. At times in the form of hunger, at times in the form of fear. A person's wealth can be affected. A person's health can be affected. So in different ways, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to test us. But the reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is testing us is to grant us proximity to Him, to make us closer to Him, to raise our stages in akhirat, to cleanse and purify us. And Allah ta'ala says, وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ That when I send these challenges upon you, Give glad tidings to those people who are patient. So we have to make sabr. Sabr means that though the body will feel it, at times tears may flow from the eyes, the person can cry. The heart may be very sore and may grieve. But the tongue will be under control. You will not utter anything intentionally that can displease Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And deep down in our hearts and our souls we submit and we realize that, Ya Allah, this is your decree. Is only goodness in this for me, and you are going to ultimately become mine. Nothing of this world is mine. Everything belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and ultimately we are going to return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So those patient ones are the people who say, When any calamity befalls them, any type of difficulty and hardship, small or big, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon, we belong to Allah. Everything belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala, being the malik and the owner, has a full right to do whatever he decides. And there's only goodness, there's only benefit for us in it, whether we see it or not, whether, whether we understand it or not. So such people who have this firm belief that, Ya Allah, whatever comes from you, there's goodness in it, I accept it. Though I'm feeling difficult, but there's goodness in it for me. And it's a means of me becoming closer to you. And one day we are going to return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are going to leave this world behind of tests and trials and tribulations. Allah ta'ala says that upon such people, special types of mercies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all types of mercies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are pouring down upon them. And these people are the people that are rightly guided. So for us to draw the special mercies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for us to be rightly guided, we need to develop this quality of sabr, of tolerance, of patience within us. And these glad tidings are then are there for us. And 
every situation that befalls us in life is an opportunity for us from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to become closer to Him. So this is a lesson we take from this beautiful month of Ramadan, that when we will exercise patience and be tolerant, adopt taqwa and self-restraint and not eat and drink, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewards us with the iftar, the way we enjoy the meal when breaking the fast, the way we enjoy the eat. Similarly, if we lead a life of taqwa and self-restraint after Ramadan, then our mode, our death will come to us also like iftar, like the joy we experience in breaking the fast, and like Eid, like the joy we, we experience on the day of Eid. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the understanding and the ability to practice. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.